In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Year after year, I take advantage of the opportunity with these scriptures in front of us to try to re-engineer how you envision this second and third glorious mystery of the rosary. The ascension, our Lord goes up into heaven, nine days of waiting, and then Pentecost, he comes back down. More than likely, when you meditate on it, you have in mind the apostles being locked up in the room out of fear, and that it's only when the Holy Spirit comes that they'll be given courage, and then they'll go out into the world. The Holy Spirit confirms the apostles with courage, no doubt, but they had no real lack of ordinary courage. They were being obedient to God. He heard it in the Acts of the Apostles, and you heard it in the Gospel of Luke. He commanded them to wait in Jerusalem until they were clothed with power from on high. He didn't tell them how it would happen, but once it happened, they knew it had happened. In the meantime, what were they doing? They were continually in the temple praising God. They were praying as a community in the upper room, not locked away out of fear, but because, well, sometimes you pray in public, sometimes you pray in private. The business of the church continued, as it were. The administration of the apostolic succession already took place with Judas being replaced by Matthias, by prayer and the drawing of straws. They were together. Imagine, I say this to kids on the cusp of confirmation. You believe, you are reconciled to God, you've received the blessed sacrament, you are, you are constant in prayer, not just privately, but even publicly. If that were your uh, way of life, your parents would be thrilled. And once you become parents, more than likely, you'll be thrilled if your kids are doing all those things. You'd be over the moon. What the scriptures tell us is that that needs to be the beginning. That is the baseline. That's the precursor to being put on fire with the Holy Spirit and made an apostle. I urge you, especially over these next now seven days before we celebrate Pentecost, ask the Lord to transform you so that your normal, your baseline is faith, reconciliation, a, a deep relationship with Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, and prayer, private prayer, personal private prayer, private family prayer, and public prayer in the church in order to be ready to be turned into an apostle, to put the world on its head. Think about how different that is to our regular way of life. And even when we profess the Christian faith, and even when, we're, when we think we're sincere about it, and even when we do some things because of it, we are so far from where the Holy Spirit needs us to be in order to make us really fruitful. As an example, using that insight that the apostles were actually rejoicing after they saw the Lord go up into heaven on Ascension Thursday, 
Can you relate to any experience where you saw someone you adore go away and you were happy? Any experience? There's usually a good bit of sadness because we're going to miss them, right? They're going off to college or they're moving away or some other experience. I, think of, I can think of two, two types of experiences. You've probably had at least one. That family visit that doesn't go like many ordinary family visits, but that family visit that's really beautiful. Maybe a dinner, maybe a party. And, you're, you're, and, and the experience of being with those you love was so deep and so wonderful that they're going away, but you're so happy they came. And it's not that they're, it's the end of the day and you're tired and you want to go to bed and you're happy that they're going and now you have to clean up the house. But it's rather that those moments where you really connect to someone you love, someone who loves you. And you are so grateful for that experience that you are, your heart is full of gratitude. Surely, I hope and I pray, that's happened to many of us more than a few times, but more than likely, not enough. There's another kind of experience that some of us have had, and that's where you go to a concert. And at the end of the concert, you, you are, you're, you're, you're transformed, you, you've changed. And you're, you're so energized by what you experienced that even though it's over, you, you, it's almost as though your feet are not walking on the earth. There's something so powerful, it's almost even dangerous when a crowd of 100,000, 150,000 are so transformed by this multimedia experience makes the rest of life hard to endure sometimes. And think of how that, how that transformative experience now is compressed into one's own individual earphones. I don't think kids are going to concerts as much as we were when we were young. That's just speculation on my part. But what is it about that, about that concert? Where... Those people, that person's thoughts and emotions have been so effectively communicated that they're inside of me, and they've changed me. And, I, and it, there's a part of them that you think is still in you. And you talk about them, and you sing their songs, and you, and you ruminate over, over the thoughts of their lyrics. Have we connected to Jesus Christ in any way remotely close to that? Where we are fixated on his words, on what he did. And and we realize that he's actually communicating himself. He is putting himself inside of us. Not by physically touching the way we'd touch someone, spouse or a friend. but, But by means of something mystical. 
so transformed that even when that person goes away, you're, you're still over the moon. What, what we experience in Jesus Christ in the Catholic Church through the sacraments and the sacred liturgy, sometimes obscured by architecture, art, music, homiletic, other obstacles that make it difficult to really connect to what's going on. Nevertheless, by our, our own good faith and our own effort, and not just love, but our own zeal, Christ makes himself ours. He opens his heart. He opens his mind. Through, through the sacred music of the church, he, he enters into our senses. And if you open your heart to him, he will transform you. And your, your problems won't disappear, but you will never possibly imagine yourself being alone and abandoned. You will know that Jesus is with you. You will be so confident that he fulfills his promises. You know that you will see him again, and you know that in the meantime, he will give you the power of the Holy Spirit Ask for that grace. Ask for that grace to be so changed by the resurrected Christ that the Holy Spirit finds you a ready candidate to be made a minister of his grace, to be an apostle of the truth, to bring healing and light and reconciliation, to convey courage to those who are persecuted and assaulted. Fortunately, the, the church does not try to put on a rock concert every Sunday. We would tire of it. But what happens here through this veil is far more powerful. Open your eyes. Or more better, or even better, close your eyes. Open your heart. And ask God to make you ready for his return. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.